Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. Oh, with me, not yet, but very shortly will be the blonde bombshell from her dungeon in East Bridgewater, but without that anyways. So I just noticed something uh, in the beginning of the uh, opening, and it says you will meet real people as opposed to what, fake people? I don't know. I yeah, just curious. I just had never noticed that before. But anyways, um, while I'm waiting for Ian to get on, I do want to mention a couple of things. And one thing, and of course, is that tickets are all now on sale for Spirit Quest this uh, September at uh, VZ in, um, where is that, in uh, Groveland, Massachusetts. And for those who don't know, this is our third year of uh, Spirit Quest. And I hear some chit-chat, so that must be in. Hello. How are hey. you? Hey. Good. Did we start early? I'm looking at my clock and no, maybe my clock is slow. <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, that'll be uh, this September uh, the 19th through the 21st. And uh, Steve Parsons from Wales will be over here. He is the gold standard ghost hunting, of course. And also spiritualist medium uh, Stephen Scott from Scotland will be here as well. And we will be celebrating the beginning of the spiritualist movement as well as the beginning of ghost hunting as well, how they conflicted at times and also work together at times all searching for the same thing is their life after death so anyways that's my little story and i'm sticking to it okay <laughs> awesome can't wait mm. so gonna anyways i'm gonna bring my henna henna right who? henna request oh okay fine maybe i'll give you some henna again mm-hmm. yeah anyways <laughs> uh we 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 decided this. Yeah, whatever. You've been in the wine already, haven't you? Uh, so, anyways, uh, this show we decided to follow up on some of the shows because we we have a lot of guests on on the shows and we talk about a lot of topics and uh, we don't do too many follow up shows, which means you know shows related to topics we had spoke about in the front. So we're doing that uh, this day and. We have two different guests on, and our first guest is uh, regarding uh, the show we did with uh, Spooky South Coast's Tim Weisenberg and his book, Weisberg. Haunted Objects. Weisberg. Weisberg, Weisberg, whatever. Well. He knows who he is. Nice to say his name correctly. Yeah, I know. So anyways. Uh, yes. Now you confuse me. Um, so anyways, yeah, his book was about haunted objects. And I posted actually a picture on my Facebook page of a haunted doll. And people went nuts over it because they don't like dolls for some reason. She's and very looking. one of the dolls we talked about on that show, of course, was this doll named Claire. 
And today, including right now, we have the owner of this doll, and she is Jill. Jill, are you there? Yes, Jill, I'm Jill, here. Jill. Jill. Hi, Jill. Hi. Hi, how are y'all? We're great. Good. Whoops. Can Bye. we, can you say something, Jill? Yes, I'm here. Okay, yeah, because you we were breaking up on us. I'm sorry about that. Um, so, Jill, you are the actual owner of Clear? Yes, I am. And mm. you want to tell, tell us a little bit about this uh, lovely doll? I mean, it doesn't look real evil, but you'll be honest with you. I mean, my the one I posted was more devilish looking than yours. Um, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yours and, and the story behind it. Uh, well, I received Claire when I was about eight years old from a family friend named Miss Marion. She was the kind of person who was always giving people things. Like if she went out shopping and saw something, it was like, oh, that reminds me of, you know, whoever. She would buy it and give it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, she does oh. give me. She's given me several things as a child, and Claire was one of the last things that she gave me, and I. I guess I forgive her for it. I mean, God rest her soul. So, <laughs> wow. But she so, gave me Claire yeah. was about eight, and she gave her to me because she said that she looked kind of like me, and she wanted me to have her. And I was not too into dolls. I was mm-hmm. kind of a tomboy growing up, and you know, I was polite and said thank you very much, and took Claire home. Uh, I gave her the name Claire and took her home, and set her in a little child-size rocking chair in my room and just kind of forgot about her because I had no use for her. <laughs> okay. But apparently she had apparently she had a use for me because it wasn't too long after that that some strange things started happening. The first one being just kind of feeling like she was kind of watching me when I would play in my room. Mm-hmm. Like, if I had, if I would do something bad, like, she might actually go and tattle on me for doing something I shouldn't. <laughs> and she I would what? To, like, she might go tattle on me, like, go telling me to my mom. Wait a minute, the doll would tell on you? Or say that to you? No, I I felt like that's what she would do. Like, like oh, she was watching okay, to make okay. sure I wasn't misbehaving. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the, first, the first kind of creepy thing besides that that happened was I kept her the way... My room was, I had the chair next to my dresser, and there was my nightlight right next to the dresser and next to the rocking chair where Claire slept. Well, I say slept, you know, <laughs> stayed there. <laughs> um, but on my on my dresser and a couple of little decorative things on the wall were music boxes. And it was one night I was reading a book, and they all played at once. Oh. Just kind of started up. It wasn't like, you know, the kind of wind-up ones, if you bump what it's sitting on, it might play a little tune, you know, a couple of little notes. It wasn't like that. It just started. It just started up like full blast, all four of them. Huh. That's and unusual. then as suddenly, as suddenly as they started, they stopped. And I was like, that's creepy and weird. And I didn't go and tell my parents. I just they didn't, they didn't believe me about anything else. I ever told them paranormal that happened in the house. So I just let it go. Um, other things that happened with her were voices 
that would be heard. Um, we didn't, well, I say we, when I say we, I'll, I'll, I'll mean me and my brother mostly because we were the only ones that ever had anything really happen. Mm-hmm. But he and I discussed it. We didn't really think about how these voices might be connected to Claire until I actually went back to my parents' house as an adult and retrieved her to send to Tim when he asked me to for his book. Mm-hmm. The voices there stopped and then. It was always just, it sounded like a man and woman having a conversation. And we we hear it in the kitchen, which was near the closet that I had stuck Claire in after she freaked me out so much. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, while Tim had her, he messaged me on Facebook and said, I don't know if it has anything to do with Claire, but I thought I heard voices talking to my house when I was alone. And I was like, oh. did it sound like a man and a woman? And he said, yes. And I hadn't told him about that. So wow. thinking, hmm, well, since I took Claire at my parents' house, when we're there, we don't hear that conversation anymore. Because <laughs> I, when I got Claire back from Tim, I deposited her with a couple of my friends who live in Atlanta, who one of them is a, a voodoo priest. So he he accepted her and his spirits kind of keep her in check, I guess. Wow. That's an that's an amazing story. I... It, yeah, she's, so <laughs> she's an interesting thing. Wow. So uh, Anne, you're going to carry on. I have to work on the Pararex thing, so just keep. Oh, carrying. okay, all right. Um, now, when when Claire, uh, not Claire, when your friend gave you this doll, did she ever say to you where she got it, or it was something she bought specifically for you? That was the thing, too, is that she just kind of appeared out of nowhere in Miss Marion's house. She didn't remember buying her. She didn't remember anybody giving the doll to her. She just opened up a closet one day, and there was Claire sitting at the very bottom of the closet, and she pulled it out, and she had decided to set it up on this shelf that she had with some other collectible items, Mm -hmm. thinking, you know, maybe someone had given it to her, and she just forgot about it. Forgot about it. Mm -hmm. And then she had Claire move around her house. And I didn't find this out until later when I was trying to help figure out more of the story for Tim because I didn't really think about it as a kid. And I didn't really think about Claire again until he asked about anybody having anything haunted. Mm-hmm. And so that popped in my head and I was like, oh, I'll tell him about Claire. And then, you know, he asked more questions and it made me think more. And so then uh-huh. I started digging some more and found out, you know, she... She had these weird things happening in her house before Claire came to me, but she attributed most of that to living about a quarter mile away from where this horrible train accident happened. Actually, mm-hmm. the anniversary of it was last Monday, 114 mm-hmm. years ago. Wow. Uh, killed all but nine people on board when it crashed into a a very swollen creek from a flood. Mm-hmm. But she always attributed most of her hauntings to maybe a ghost from that, she would have um, cigar smoke materialized in front of her and, like, it's being blown at her face. Um, wow. She got tucked into bed one time by invisible hands. She, oh. she, went to go, she went to go sleep in another bed because her husband's snoring was keeping her up. And uh-huh. she had settled down and hadn't even pulled the covers up yet when the covers were pulled up on her and she felt a hand very gently pat her on the shoulder and 
That was it. Wow. But that's she also that's found she also, she also found ahead. a pair of gold teeth in her toilet. Gold teeth? Yeah, a, a pair of gold teeth, like a gold bridge for your teeth in oh. her toilet. Oh, we should pay them back, what, right? <laughs> but that, that was, she said that was probably the strangest thing that ever happened to her was finding a gold bridge in her toilet. That is that that's crazy. Oh my god! And it couldn't even, and it couldn't even be something that you know maybe somebody lost down their own toilet and it flowed through the sewer systems and ended up there somehow because she was on a septic tank, so right. it wasn't connected to anybody else's toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. You know what's you know what's interesting is is wasn't that place in East Bridgewater that antique store? Didn't they find like that quarter kept showing up in the toilet as well? Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking of that when she was telling me about the teeth because um, that was something that um, Lori Parker here in East Bridgewater and her antique store um, they kept finding this quarter in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and she just I thought you were supposed to spend a penny, not a quarter. It was what? I said I thought you were supposed to spend a penny, not a quarter for the toilet. Oh. <laughs> yeah. A penny. <laughs> that's yeah, uh... that's that's bizarre. And again, it's a similar situation in East Bridgewater is that we don't have sewer. You know, it's it's everybody has a septic system here. And how would that quarter get in there? You know, it's it's mm-hmm. just it, wow. Teeth. <laughs> yeah. Gold teeth. Gold she teeth. She took it and melted it down. She took it, melted it down, and made a pendant out of it. Oh my God. <laughs> what? God, that's great. Yeah. She, she was a she was an eccentric lady. She was a very interesting person. Oh my goodness. Now, when she gifted you with this doll, was she, you know, like in her in her seventies or eight? I mean, how old was she? Do you know? Um, my age. Right. Probably in her, probably in her late sixties. She she died in two thousand six. So, and I think she was like eighty something then. So, probably oh, okay. in her late so she really wasn't. I mean, she was in her sixties. I mean, you know, that's reasonably young. I feel, um, you know, for her to be thinking she had forgotten, you know, that somebody gave her the doll. I mean, it's just um, that's so you know, it's. It's odd that she would open her closet and see it and think, oh, I just forgot about it. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 I know that. I mean, I find things that I have forgotten about that I have or are, you know, purchased in the past or obtained in the past and say, oh, my God, I found this. Mm-hmm. But uh, sometimes you remember, sometimes you don't. I can't remember where the hell I got that from. Well, like you, healthy. I have You're no like, clue how, how old I get are you? 112, 120, something. Yeah, that's what it is. So, yeah. Jill, I mean, when I mean, how did you and Tim hitch up and 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 Claire? How uh, did well, the three I've, three years hitch up? Well, I I've, I've listened to Spooky South Coast almost as long as I've listened to your show, and uh-huh. I I had become friends with Tim on Facebook and. Mm-hmm. He had put out the the call for haunted objects and stuff. Ah. So, and so he, were you were you excited I, I about him. getting rid of her? Saying like, ah, get rid of her, get her out of my house. Well, or were I you forgot. afraid that if you shipped it to Tim, that some things would happen? Well, that would be his problem, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, he said that things did happen. You know, he talked about the EMS reader 
going up when he first pulled her out and thermostats all in so. our video show that that he talked about that but i mean the interesting thing about this doll and and uh i actually uh read the chapter in uh tim's book and uh when you had it was it was really traumatic for you but you didn't you didn't really uh it's not like you know, you, you were totally scared of her. If you were, you certainly, um, you know, didn't show it that much. In other words, you, you, you didn't, like, take her and throw her out the window. You didn't set her on fire. You didn't bury her in the backyard. I mean, <laughs> no. what, 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 um, why why did you keep her, especially in the rocking chair inside your room? Well, I didn't keep her there after her main event of waking me up in the middle of the night by rocking the chair and turning her head to look at me. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I I promptly I promptly deposited her into a storage bin inside of a closet in my parents' house. Um, oh. Mostly because my mom wouldn't let me get rid of her because she was a gift and uh, my mom didn't believe me when I told her uh, about things so to it was, happen. It was mom's fault. Um, well, kind of. But I'm also <laughs> a very I'm also a sentimental person, mm-hmm. and I really loved Miss Marion. She meant a lot to me, and I felt like I would be rude to you know, get rid of her. I'm Southern. I I can't help it. I have to be really polite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I can understand that. But uh, I don't, uh, <laughs> but, I, I mean, don't know. What, what, about, what about the voodoo doctor? I mean, that's kind of like, I mean, well, you, he, he, he had, he had talked about how he wanted to have a haunted doll. And so uh-huh. when I, when I had dug Claire out of the closet and after I went up to Massachusetts, to go to Lizzie Borden's and brought her back with me. The mm. first thing I did was drive over to his house and be like, huh, here, Billy, here's Claire. She can live here now. <laughs> but so you gave him up to him. Here. So it wasn't, you weren't that attached that much. Well, I can still visit her and I do because I go oh, to okay. their house and she's in a, a very pl- nice place of honor and a little, Rocking chair they bought just for her, and she sits oh, in front okay. of their yep. fireplace mantle in the family room. So she's wow. very much, she's very much a part of the family. She's, you know, she's not put away anymore. Um, they say they haven't had anything happen that she's kind of boring. But wow. I also, I also think the fact that their house is already haunted, and <laughs> plus he, mm-hmm. plus he's, you know, serving his spirits of voodoo there. I think that they're just kind of keeping her in check. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Well, maybe she's she's found her place where she needs to be. Well, uh, yeah, the interesting and they're about to move, thing, so we'll see what happens then. So the interesting thing that that uh, you you talk about this this train wreck. Now the train wreck hap- happened near Marion's house, correct? Yes. Okay, so yeah. you thought maybe this doll came from the train wreck or was attached to it, and so those spirits would. When she gave it to you, they went with the doll. So then the train wreck spirit went to Tim's house and then to uh, Billy's house. Is it, so the train wreck spirit is there. I mean, would would they travel that distance? I mean, did, and and does anybody know who the spirit is? Can they tell if it's male or it's female? Well, Miss Marion said, you know, that she would have cigar smoke materialize and blow in her face, and mm-hmm. that's the only thing I can fear is maybe it had to be a male. If you look at the roster of people who died, there's mm-hmm. only one child listed, and it was a boy. 
So I don't think uh-huh. that, that if it came from that, I don't think it belonged to a little girl who died or anything like that. I don't, we don't know where the doll came from. We just kind of theorized that maybe it had come from that, that, you know, it could be one of the train wreck victims. Right. Just, there's no way of really knowing. I mean, I, I started doing a Ouija board with her um, when I got her back and mm-hmm. nothing came of that. And she's, like I said, the, my friends say that she's pretty boring now. <laughs> You know, maybe you know, maybe she stayed with uh, Tim. You know, so if you could be so lucky. Have you ever had um, a psychic or anyone like that um, try and interact with that? No, no, like no. A, I a media, I mean, no, that's interesting. If you, if you you want me to send her to you because I can send her back up there. Oh no! <laughs> no, 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 she's no. with Billy. Yeah, and you could you could check her out, Ed. <laughs> send her back to Tim. <laughs> And in reality, Jill, it wouldn't phase me in the least bit because I've got uh, Ouija boards from my house. I have dolls in here that people did not want in their houses. I have uh, all kinds of strange things, and I have no occurrences at all. Well, maybe maybe one or two. Uh, but no, really. Maniacal I, I have, laughing, whatever it is. <laughs> I have, uh, you know, a lot of strange objects in my house, and and uh, I have never. In fact, I have the uh, the jawbone of the nun from um, uh, the most haunted house in England. What is that? And Bowley Rectory. Yes, I do. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so wow. I mean, that stuff doesn't really uh, frighten me to say. So it, that wouldn't phase me. And I, I, I she, she wouldn't bother you, Anne, would it? Me? Yeah. It might. It yeah. might. <laughs> Even though so, I'm brave beyond belief, that violent. might bother me. Creepy doll? She's never done. Yeah. She's never done anything violent. It's not like she's ever felt to hurt anybody. <laughs> That's that That's is true. true. That's absolutely true. Except she's Man, scared. The, I don't know if I'd give her a knife or anything. <laughs> well, well, the interesting thing. I mean, you, we talk. You talk about as a male spirit with the smoke, and I understand that. That phase of it but being a, a doll in itself it is a child's toy and, and even the incidences where you talk about the carousels being on and then objects uh like you know disappearing and ending up around her and stuff like that i, I get more of a feeling that it, it would be a child spirit than a male spirit maybe there maybe there is a couple spirits involved uh i i really don't know um but it, it's interesting as a child yeah. as a child i used to see a little girl who looked like she was probably about six years old and I called her Jane, but uh-huh. I haven't seen her since I was a child, but I always thought maybe, maybe Jane could have been from Claire. I don't know. We also used to see shadow people in my parents' house that could have been from there. Maybe it wasn't even Claire herself. Maybe it was just somebody who was already in my parents' house who just kind of took a liking to her. And more of a, more of a trigger object. Yeah, yeah. That's that's an interesting possibility. If you 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 talk about this other little girl, I mean, to me that would fit. Uh, would fit. I really I get that more of a feeling that it would be a child's spirit. But that's not saying there wasn't somebody else associated that came along uh, from it. You know what I mean? So, um, you said Marion's house was haunted and she saw lots of things going on. And but did she associate it directly to that doll? I don't know, and I guess we'll never know. But uh-huh. 
she she had a, a strong belief in the paranormal, and I don't think anything that happened to her bothered her. Uh-huh. And I certainly don't. Is anytime I tell this story to people, people are like, "Oh gosh, you know, how awful of her to just give you this haunted doll, you know, give this doll to a child like that." And I was like, "You know, you don't understand. She, you know, she didn't do it like she's thinking. Oh well, I'll just you know get rid of the doll and you know give it to the right. kid, sucker." Right. But you know, it's, now when yeah, you heard. When you used to hear the conversations between the man and the woman, could you understand anything that was being said, or is it more you were just aware? No, you never, it was one of those things where if you if you woke up in the middle of the night, you could hear it. If you were home alone, like if, if I was in my room, I would hear it. I could just hear this very, just a very gentle conversation. They weren't angry. It was just a pleasant conversation but mm-hmm. it's like if you it's like if you turn the volume on the tv just barely low enough to hear it you couldn't right. really tell it's being said but you could tell it was there right my brother right. even stabbed me one time hearing the footsteps that used to come through the house mm. my poor brother was home alone and kept hearing what sounded like men's dress shoes walking on the hardwood floors and he finally got freaked out enough that when i finally did get home he jumped out in the hallway with a knife <laughs> oh, <laughs> Poor guy. Wow. Yeah. Poor guy. Uh, you're now, not going to believe, well, believe this, Joe. We're just about out of time. Um, quick question, Ann? Uh, Beth in the chat room wants to know, did you speak to the doll, Jill, at all? Uh, n- no. Just, okay. I, I've, talked to her, I've talked to her as an adult. You know, I, when she was on Tim's show, he told me to speak to her, see if it would trigger anything. But other than... You know, pulling out the closet and being like, well, hi, Claire. And that's pretty much the only conversation I've had with her. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, anyways, Jill, uh, we're about 15 seconds, so we have to say goodbye to you. We want to thank you so much for coming on the show and, uh, uh, you know, sharing your experiences with us. And, and and if you're ever up this way, make sure you bring Claire with us. I, I would love to meet her. Oh, I will. And can I say something real quick? Real quick. I want to say hi to my husband, Nick. My husband, Nick, lives in England. He stayed up late to listen to me. So, hi, Nick. I love you. Aww. Aww. Hi, Nick. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Jill. Thanks, Jill. Thank you. Have a good night. (laughs) Good night. You've been listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. We'll be right back after all the messages. Can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the ghost box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he is a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I am required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge.
feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne. And we're talking about haunted dolls. And coming up is the Bell Witch. And some other things, too, as well. some other things. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. But uh, right here on Tojanet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. You know what's interesting is, is I was talking, well, you guys were talking uh, when she first came on. We had a little bit of problem getting on to Pararex. Mm-hmm. And I was, so I had about three screens on, as I usually do. And the, the stupid computer was, like, bouncing around. Screens were just popping up of the three screens that were just, like, doing this little dance in front of me. And I, I was trying to communicate. And I just couldn't do it. It was just like I thought I was going to have to reboot. And then all of a sudden, it just all zeroed out. But it was so bizarre because I'd like click on the, the stack and all of a sudden the Pararex screen would, would jump in inside the stack uh, uh, screen. It was so weird. It was like really strange stuff. I, that's all I know. Hmm. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, maybe your computer's haunted. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> maybe Claire just didn't want... To be talked about. Yeah, I'd like to meet Claire. I'd like to have a nice little conversation with her. Wow, maybe we should have her up for Spirit Quest. Mm, there you go. Mm-hmm. That's an idea. There we go. How many psychics are we going to have there? I don't know. Probably a few. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. Think about it. Yep, maybe I will. Maybe Anyways, get her from the Voodoo Man. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Voodoo Man. The anyway. Voodoo Man. Yep. So. Anyways, uh, we have our next guest on the line, and she's a longtime listener, as Joe was as well, believe it or not. Probably longer than Jim. I don't know. Uh, she is my favorite little Texan, uh, Michelle. Michelle, you there? Tennessee, Ron. I was so close. <laughs> Tennessee. Michelle, it began, with, Michelle. It began with a T. It began with a T. You're like, there's a T in there. There's an E also. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was like right on. Yeah, sure. for, for the first two letters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's done. It's, it makes sense now. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Wow, I don't even know where that came from. Yeah, I'll tell you, I am getting old. I think you need a nap, Van Helsing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, take me out the pasture. Anyways, uh, not too long long ago, we had a gentleman on with a little bit of an accent, a southern accent. even A little. Uh, uh, yeah. I could hardly understand him. <laughs> even, it, it was even a southern accent for you, uh, Michelle, right? Yeah, he has a uh, a typical Robertson County, Tennessee southern accent. It's kind of hard mm. for me to understand them when they call me too sometimes. Wow. Yeah. And uh, he was, of course, the proprietor of the Bellwitch Cave. And 
after the show, um, Michelle contacted me and let me know that she had actually gone to the Bellwitch Caves and uh, had some unusual experience. So I said, oh, I want to hear about this. Not only oh, yeah. should I hear about it, but I guess, I mean, our listeners should hear about it, too. So why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about uh, your journey to the Bellwitch Caves? Well, I do have to say it was about 10 years ago, so I don't know what they've improved on this tour. The tour is very funny. It's very funny and hilarious and fun, <laughs> and it's kind of a, like a roadside attraction kind of a feel. Like the largest ball of twine or something? Right, right. Yeah. Just like, you know what, this is hokey, let's go. <laughs> so we went, and first of all, the Bell Witch is it, where we live is huge. Everybody knows about it. When we were little in elementary school, from Halloween, we always had this film strip about. I'm sure they don't do that now because it's not politically correct or whatever. But it was, it was yeah. So it was this really funny, horrible film strip every year, and they would have like the Bell Witch talking, and it was just great. But <laughs> so we were asked, "Do you want to go to the Bell Witch?" We're like, "Yes, absolutely." So we. So I don't know about I'm just saying it's really, there's nothing there. There's really nothing. It's like a lot of, and I work for dispatch of Robertson County. I live in a county no, over, and it's almost like a night and day situation. It's very different. Mm-hmm. So get lost. We get there finally. And it's like the guy, the, the people's house is next door to where this cabin is where they built. And you mm-hmm. go into the cabin, and the cabin has mannequins. Uh-huh. And they're like, we're going to tell you the story. And they tell you the story. And they're like, and then the bell witch said this. And then it's like they press a button and then it has like a voice out of nowhere. And you're just going, <laughs> <"Hey>, okay. <laughs> so, That's kind of cool. I like that. That's hokey enough it's for very, me. Like I said, it's hokey, but it's fun. And they're yeah. nice. And everybody's nice. And then they do show you the pictures of what's strange that's happened. And it's basically, I think some of them you can actually go online on the Bell Witch Cave site and see where it's like, here's a picture of a family, but they have no legs. Or this is this oh. person's not in the picture. Just strange. Um, <laughs> they have no legs. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, okay. And it's, they're like, it's the witch. But, um, and you go into the cave part. And the cave part is cool because, you know, it's a cave. Mm-hmm. Um, they tell you the story, and I don't know if you brought it up about, apparently at some point, which I don't remember this from the main story, but since then I've read it, that the witch, apparently the, the Bell family children went to the cave with friends, and one of the boys who was a friend got stuck in the cave or something, and she yep. came and saved him. Oh. So, they show you where that is, or where this, this hole was, or where this boy got stuck, and you're like, oh, huh. And then where it kind of gets funny was you kind of ask questions and they just, keep in mind, this was not the main man who gave me the tour, us the tour. It was maybe a daughter or a grand, I don't, it was a young girl. And she okay. had a very Southern accent. Mm-hmm. And she would point out something she like, she would say, those are like the lack types from like a million years ago, y'all. And you're like, oh. <laughs> and you were, but... And then she took you, and then they would say, you know, we've had reports of being people being hit by rocks. Somebody's been throwing rocks at people. There's mm. a little part in the ground where they found an, a burial, like a little Indian burial mm. ground. It's not really a ground. It was only one grave, a child. Right. So that was Ooh. something that they maybe thought. So there's like a little plot there, and they're like, that's where that they dug up this child, and we've had reports of 
um, you know, a sighting of a child or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then they take, and there's actually a, like a big stain on the wall that's in the form of like a ding dog, the witch is dead, de- uh, witch. So <laughs> you're, they're like, look uh, at that. And you say, yeah. And then, <laughs> um, and then there's a part where there's actually like a little hole in the wall. And it's very weird looking. And they say that they, they had ghost hunters there that told them it was a portal. Oh, and okay. you say, and they said that they have a video of a person or a, a shape of a person looking out of this portal, sticking his head out, looking around and sticking it back in. And then you say, can I see the video? And they say, no. So, okay, that's fine. No, um, no, <laughs> yeah. You can't see it. But no, we have it. We don't have it. We don't have the video. That's fine. That's fine. But we're just like, all right. And it wasn't like she. She's just like, no, no, we don't have it. I'm like, oh, all right, okay. And then they take you into the back of the. To, it's, it's very, you know, at some points it's very, really small, and then it's very claustrophobic, and then it opens up to like a big, bed, for a lack of a better word, room. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, now we're gonna. Because there's lights running all over this case. She's like, now we're going to turn off the lights and everybody's going to see if we can hear or see or whatever. Because sometimes you can hear voices. And she's mm-hmm. like, I'm shutting off the lights. And I went, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and she says, Are you afraid of the witch? And I said, No, I'm afraid of the dark. <laughs> so, but what was weird was we were walking up. And as we're walking up, nobody's behind us. And it sounded like somebody was throwing rocks at us. I mean, we I got hit by a rock. Now, could it have been falling? Sure. But, I mean, you wow. got, it was weird. So that was strange. And then somebody in the back got touched, but then it turned out it was a bat, which really freaked out everybody. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, 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 no. So we were no screaming, bat. and they were like, oh, look at that. Which was great, because it was a, a group of people who tried to be gothic, and it was, uh, they were afraid of bats, which was awesome. <laughs> Isn't that oh, they, they try to be yeah. gothic and they're afraid of bats. Isn't that an oxymoron? Huh? Isn't that an oxymoron, or is it just yeah, a moron? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Maybe they don't like surprise bats. They're just okay with normal everyday come across bats. I don't know. Oh my god! So but, I mean, I mean, did you have when you went into the cave, and and I assume the cave is is fairly. Long or large? I I I, don't, I I guess large is not the word, but what long maybe or is is it yeah, fairly good size? Yeah. Well, yes, yes. Like, and you don't ever you don't go to the whole thing because it does. Like he said, it floods, so they don't want everybody. They only go to the point where they know that this is safe here, and if you stop mm-hmm. in that big massive room, but it's very long, and you mm-hmm. have okay. like a big open room, and then like a weird kind of little hallway isk type thing. Mm-hmm. And then a big open room, and then a little hallway, and a big, like, a gigantic room. Huh. But all it, there it, around it is all fields, and that's where, like, when we got, when we all gathering to leave, I'm sitting there, and I'm looking off into the distance, and I look across, and there's this big field where the family house is, and then there's the cabin, and across it is a gigantic field. And it's moonlight, and the gigantic field, where I'm looking over, and there's this massive, what I can say is it's a dog. But, I mean, uh-huh. we're looking at it and going, that cannot, what is that? Is that a horse? They don't have horses. That's a weird messed up horse? I don't know what that is. And it's just walking across and then just, like, darts off super fast. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, I just that works. crazy. Right. And I'm thinking, the... mm. sorry? 
And for those who don't know, that's actually how the whole Bell Witch story starts. What? Right. Like that um, John Bell, apparently, the first thing that ever happened was he was out hunting and he saw this big, massive dog-like creature and he shot at it and it disappeared. Oh. The first the first thing so, and I said nothing to anybody and we're all driving back and finally the guy in the back seat goes I'm sorry did anybody see that weird thing in the, in the oh my god and we all wow. like lost our minds because we <laughs> nobody wanted to admit it it was pretty that was pretty interesting that was the, it was I mean could it have been a Rottweiler I don't know it could have been a really genetically altered gigantic Rottweiler but it was big <laughs> genetically altered oh no Wow, that is but, incredible. But yes, if anybody ever can go to the yes, go. It is great. It is fun. You got it's cheese ball, but then it's funny. But it's but you know it is a, it is an area that is just weird. The whole Adams area is just weird. It's just hmm. I mean where I work, everybody anything that happens weird in Adams, we're like it's the witch. You know, it's not weird, <laughs> it's fun, but it is. It's the excuse everywhere. But wow. it's a creepy little town. Um, Beth wants to know, did it did it make a noise? This is in our chat room on TogiNet. Did it, no, any... which is why nobody, everybody pretended not to see it. Nobody, <laughs> nobody looked, you know, because it wasn't obvious where we all looked over and heard something and went, oh. Uh-huh. No, it was just skulking away, way far off in the distance. It was wow. really strange. Now, you don't think it could have been... Anything like native to that area, like a coyote or a um, a, de- well, a, a deer or a deer. Coyotes are really actually strangely small. They're not very big. They're mm-hmm. um, right. Yeah, they're not like wolves, like gigantic wolves. They're, right. We have so, coyotes here too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're not. No, I mean, Coug- like I cougars said, too. It could have been. Do what? Cougars too. We do have cougars have, too. Yeah. yeah, we Funny have cougars run. too. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> He's making fun of me. Me? Sure. No, I was not. Jeez. Really? No, he's actually right. There are mountain lion cougars, yeah. Oh, Thank you. They're brown. Thank they're not you. black. Okay. They're pan. Like, if you have a black one, that's a black panther, and you should just run really, really quickly. <laughs> I don't think you could unru- outrun that. But. And like I said, yeah. it could have been something explainable, but it was in the moment, and it was great. So wow. It was yeah. awesome. You know what's interesting, Michelle, is that throughout the years and the ages, actually, uh, there have been many, many reports of uh, spectral dogs, uh, black shucks, uh, you know, um, that uh, appear at certain times. And um, did, by any chance, did you notice their eyes at all? No. Like, okay. I, no, it was just kind of walking across, looking, okay. not looking at us, just kind of going off. And Thank just, God, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... <laughs> Yeah, it'd probably be in an institution of some kind if something looked up with red eyes. Still <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I want to go back. I mean, anything else you want to add about that uh, particular day or that uh, cave that you want to mention before we switch off to another subject? Well, I mean, honestly, just again, I don't want it to seem like they were so silly. It was dumb. No, it's fun. It's fun and it's cute. And it's, it's definitely, again, something that's, you know, it's worth time. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, and before we go on to the, the next subject, uh, you mentioned about that film, and, and they actually show that in school. So it was it was kind of like accepted as part of the curriculum is, is it on the Bell Witch. Is that what it was? Well, and it was, yeah, they, it was every Halloween. 
and it was the library. They're having a librarian. Yeah, there's oh, a lot of okay. weird. It was like a little. Every year you would have it as a little cute thing, and everybody had knew about it. And it's really funny because it's a really cheesy film strip, but it still scares one of my best friends, and he's a grown man, and we'll make, <laughs> I make a which voice that scares him. <laughs> and then, but what's weird is I don't. Um, we have, you know, there's the Bloody Mary, you know, stand in front of the mirror and say Bloody Mary. Oh, yeah. oh right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here, forever, it was you, you stand in front of the mirror and you say either I hate the Bell Witch or I love the Bell Witch. Uh-huh. And you say, I hate the Bell Witch 10 times and she'd claw your face out or whatever. Oh. But if you say I love the Bell Witch, you'd look up and there would be flowers. <laughs> like, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, why don't you try that? <laughs> can, you say, can you say I hate the Bell Witch 10 times? Yeah, 10 times and see if you get your eyes scratched out. Because if you do, you know. It'd be absolutely proof. You can videotape it. We could use it on our live video show. There you go. Try it. <laughs> Send it up to <laughs> I think we will do this. I, I am definitely going to do this next time I see Ann. We're going to tape Ann, her. you try the one with the flowers. I'll try the one with the flowers. Yes, thank yeah. you. <laughs> thank you. All right, I'll try the one with the... Uh, the uh, Claw the your eyes out thing. Okay. Yeah, right. and we'll use that as part of it. That looks interesting. We'll actually. I think do we that. need to be closer to Tennessee to do. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. The bell. You think the you, bell witch goes know, long distance, eh? If you, actually, if you know the story of the bell witch, you understand that the, there is nothing that the bell witch could do. Oh. Uh, she actually, uh, at one time, there was an Englishman who uh, was a reporter, and the bell witch liked her. See, the bell witch either liked you or hates you, and okay. if he. She hated you. She made your life miserable. If she liked you, she carried on conversations with you. She treated you nicely. Well, this English guy uh, uh, was speaking with the Bell Witch, and uh, the Bell Witch was talking. He says, well, I miss my family. He says, well, wouldn't you like to know what your family's doing now? He says, of course I would. He says, wait, and the the witch disappeared for a few minutes, and she came back. And then in the voices of his wife and children, he actually spoke to uh, the uh, guy and, and told them what they were doing at that time. So, really? and when, when he say, "How could you do that?" He said, "There is nothing that the spirit can't do." Okay. So, there you go. So it will work for the Bell Witch, no matter where we are. More well documented yep. evidence. There you go. <laughs> so, any, anyways, we're running out of time, and and I do want to talk about some of your other things because when I had uh, started chatting with Michelle about. Uh, the Bell Witch and her coming on and telling us her, her story, uh, which I thank you very much for. Um, she was also telling me a, an interesting story because she is a police dispatcher for uh, whatever, someplace in Tennessee. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so you want to take the story from there? Yeah. Um, well, I was telling him was the, the recent one that we're having that's really weird. Some, and when we get weird ones all the time, there's, you know, it's UFO, it's something's in my house. But this, like, this has just been going on for the past three weeks. We had a, a situation where there was a, well, that doesn't matter. So anyway, <laughs> there's a, a cemetery on a re- main road, like on a main ro- roadway, and it's a big mm-hmm. cemetery, and it's in one of the cities that I worked for. And I worked the morning shift, so I'm always hearing about this the, the, from the shifts before me or the officers before me, and they go out to this cemetery because they keep getting phone calls lately just in the last three weeks not every night of a woman walking in front of the cemetery crying oh and they get there and she's not there Mm -hmm. so the first time 
So like, okay, that's weird. The second time, they're like, eh, whatever. The third time, <laughs> because it's always different people calling, mm-hmm. and it's always people saying she's wearing the same exact thing. Wow. And she's just walking and crying. She's wearing this, it's like a turquoise dress. Sometimes people say it's blue, but, it, you know, it's the same idea. Mm-hmm. And she's just crying. And what was weird was about a week before, we had a girl who died of an overdose who was buried at that cemetery. And everybody's uh, just like, woo, creepy. But she's, it's, it's been going on lately for about, like I said, three weeks, maybe two or three times a week. And several, like, you'll have three or four people call because, you know, it's on a main roadway in the middle of the night. And people in a small, you know, city see this. It's a woman crying. and Which I wow. don't know why I don't stop, but okay. Right. And I'm like, and I'm like stop littering your car. I want to know what happens. Yeah, why don't you do that? Take a ride and next time you know, <laughs> you'd like to think. Wouldn't you like to think that someone would stop and say, "Oh my God, you know, maybe she's injured or, uh, you know, something." But you never know. Maybe they have. Ooh. But wow, and there could be some of the missing cases that are going on. That uh, is really, really interesting. That it's all different people, and I mean, it's all, but it's always the blue dress. Do you have a really good description of her? Well, what, what we're telling you is that she is a, of course, you have to do it the way they say. They're like white female. She's a light-complected white female because it's a, kind of a weird part of the city where there's a lot of um, different, you know. It's kind of a not, not a nice area. So, uh-huh. so everybody's yeah. very when they see oh it's a white white girl walking down the street they'll they'll you know make a big deal about that. So they're saying that she is white like white what white with pale skin and she's got a uh, a turquoise or blue dress but the dress is not it's not like a long dress it's just a short dress and just brown hair and it's the same same girl. Now like I said it's either something really weird or a nutcase who just goes out. And I'm the same dress for a good cry. I have no idea. Well, wouldn't you say that, is it described as a girl or a woman? Well, they, well that's the thing. You, you'll get both. You'll get, not like a little girl. You'll get mm-hmm. like a young girl is what people will say. And then they just mean like a, you know, like a teenager maybe. Maybe or it's 20. that. Yeah. Maybe that's her spirit. I mean, it sounds odd to say that, but a short, you know. A, a young woman in a short skirt and died of a drug overdose. I mean, yeah. you know, it all goes together. Well, um, and that's, but, what, uh, that's what we were, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, the only really way to do that is would be to actually be able to interview one of the witnesses and perhaps do a, you know, actually more than one, if it's possible, and, and do an out of sketch. Do an, yeah. No, do an out of sketch of it. Don't show them a picture. Do an out well, of sketch of it. And then be able to compare the sketch to right. the picture of the woman that died. If not, then maybe it's someone else. But uh, th- that's what we know. You would never show the picture because then you would plant it in their brains. Well, that's true. Uh, right. Yeah, that's true. Right. But that's a great idea. Imagine. Well, and then, you know, the officers by then, they don't even, they just ignore things. You know, they don't want to, <laughs> they just go, oh, okay, whatever, that's weird. And then they'll go, like, snicker about it, but they don't, you know. Well, because they're cops. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. You know it. Wow. That is freaky. Yeah, that's the creepy one this week or this month. Uh-huh. We get little creepy ones here and there that, you know, people 
have things in their attic or there's things in their house and then you get there and there's nothing and then you get the people who are kind of nuts and uh, <laughs> of course and you're like i don't know maybe there is a demon in their house i don't know i can't say that there's not you know <laughs> in any event so, the police can't really help you <laughs> well, and that's, the thing. that's what i'm saying i'm like um sure they're well, gonna go we had one who had a ghost in her oh she was a lady who had ghosts in her house she said and one of my officers went there. He was a sergeant. He went to the house, and he sees nothing. And he says, well, where are they? And she points. And he walks over to the tree where they're supposed to be outside. And he looks at them, and he says, get out of here. And they say, she's like, oh, it worked. It worked. <laughs> and then, so then, like, two weeks later, same lady calls, same problem. Different uh, sergeant on the different shift goes over there. The different uh, sergeant walks up to him. He's like, oh, it's because he hears what the other one did. Mm-hmm. And he walks up to the tree, and he's like, they're here. And she's like, yeah. And he says. Get out of here. And the lady says, they're not scared of you. Uh, <laughs> and he was devastated. Oh, 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 oh. oh, wow. That's funny. Wow. Yeah, he's like, ah. but that, you never know what that is either. <laughs> hey, you know, maybe she's seeing something the rest of us can't see. But, wow. Yeah, that, it's pretty weird. Yeah. Yeah, the cemetery thing is. Is rather yeah, I'm going to keep up with that one. That's, you know, yeah, we you... have... Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, oh, pizza from There's the dead. Pizza. Oh, no. But, so, do you, like, kind of keep a tally of how many times the cemetery lady has been seen? Well, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of hard to do that whenever, like I said, it's not on my shift. The only right. thing I can do is kind of look over what happened the night before. And sometimes they won't put it in the computer as suspicious person. They'll just say, hey, do a drive-by, the cemetery. Oh. So if I don't, like, catch the person on the night shift right before me, mm-hmm. then I don't miss it. But, but so far, I think it's been about five times. Wow. But that would be a really to... interesting thing to, like, if you could follow up on, follow up with the people at all. I mean, I don't know if you're allowed no, to do that. There's but... no way I could. No. That's what stinks. Because then it's like, uh, it's like, you know, kind of a privacy weirdo. Right, right. The whole HIPAA. Yeah. Wow. I just want one of the officers to get there and find her. And yeah, just, I know. You know. Would somebody please see this woman? And then yeah. the officers don't want to go there and find her. So no. <laughs> so, like, we don't want to see anything. Tell them you'll go out. You'll go out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You you uh, sit here and do the dispatch and I'll go out. <laughs> well, it's about, it's the next morning. I'm usually there, and it's about an hour drive to my job, so I'm not going to get up it. Oh, I'm like, it's fine. Just take a picture. <laughs> Ron, are well, you there? Yeah, I will keep you updated. Uh, yeah, you please do. I mean, this is amazing. Uh, so, anyways, we actually have to uh, wrap it up. We've only I about so. 36. Yeah. So, anyways, Michelle, thank you so much for uh, joining us. And yeah, let us know what's happening with this mysterious yeah. uh, lady, lady in blue. Uh, I want to hear about this. This is a really interesting thing. Yeah. So, Michelle, thank you so much, and uh, thank you for coming on the show. So, Thanks, we've got to wrap it up. So great to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice awesome. To you in. <laughs> yeah. Take care now. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow, that's, that's, great. that's great to talk to somebody that we always talk to in the chat room, mm-hmm. but never have actually talked to. <laughs> well, I have. She's called the show for years. Okay. She's been calling in at different times, uh, uh, mostly to get her cards read. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done that for a while, have we? No, uh-huh. we should do that. <laughs> really? I hear heartbeats. Yeah, it's time to go.
right. All right. So, anyways, another uh, show is down the tubes, as we yep. like to say. So, and uh, next week, next Wednesday, live show from EBC TV with Keith Johnson. With from Keith the Ghost Johnson. Hunter. So, good night. God bless everyone. Hey, everybody, have a great Fourth of July. And yeah, we'll see you too. next week. Yep. Good night. From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law. This is Togi.